leaping from the prophetic pages of the book of Revelation, the four horsemen of the apocalypse have become well-known icons in the Western world and beyond. These harrowing riders have established themselves within our combined cultural consciousness. But they aren't just meaningless metaphors. They represent a prophetic vision of terrifying events that lay just around the corner, which will engulf the entire world, including you and your family. If you want to understand the prophecy of the four horsemen and what you can do to prepare for the times to come, then stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. The last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation, contains a prophetic vision given to one of Jesus' disciples, the Apostle John, which he faithfully recorded almost 2,000 years ago. In that book, one particular vision of four horsemen, popularly called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, has captured the imaginations of many for centuries. The terrifying events symbolized by these horsemen are indeed events that will happen during the lifetimes of many of us living today. But what are they? What do these symbols mean? In order to begin to understand, we first need to come to grips with the prophetic book that contains this vision, the book of Revelation. Later today, I'm going to offer you a free copy of one of the most popular books we have ever published, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. This book will make this mysterious book of the Bible come alive to you as it never has before. Be sure to be ready to write down the phone number, website, or address that will be shown on your screen so you can request your copy. You know, in the entirety of the Christian Bible, few books grab the imagination and challenge our ability to understand like the book of Revelation, a book of strange beasts and symbols, tales of horrific destruction and suffering, warfare between spirit beings and divine punishment. The book seems almost beyond comprehension to many, Christian or not. Consequently, many Christians avoid the book of Revelation. But Jesus Christ says in Matthew 4, 4, that we should live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, and that includes the book of Revelation. In fact, God promises blessings to those who attend to its pages. At the very beginning of the book of Revelation, God promises, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Jesus Christ doesn't want those who claim to follow him to avoid the book of Revelation. He wants us to understand it. And believe it or not, that's not as hard as it seems. Well, we don't have the time on this program today about the four horsemen to go through all the principles that we provide in our booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. A few key principles will make a big difference in our discussion today. For instance, consider key number three from that booklet, knowing the purpose of the book of Revelation. Many think the book of Revelation is simply an allegory or metaphor without particular meaning or purpose in time or space unconnected to events to come. But this goes completely against what the book itself says in its very first verse. 
Let's take a look at Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. And I do recommend that you follow along in your own Bible if you have one handy. Or at least write down the scripture references so you can read them later. Here on Tomorrow's World, we don't want you to take our word for it. Read the Bible for yourself. Believe me, you will begin to be surprised at how often the preachers in our pulpits and on our TV screens get it wrong. Again, don't take my word for it. Use your own mind and prove what I'm saying in your own Bible. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1, we read that this book is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. The name of this book is not the great hiding It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. To reveal is to show something. And it's Christ's clear intention that his followers, true Christians, understand what he's saying in this book. Well, what is he showing us? What is he revealing? As it says, he's showing us things which must shortly take place. Again, the name of this book is not strange stories about strange things that will never happen. Jesus Christ is showing his servants the future, history written in advance. Actually, as we document in our booklet, the book of Revelation covers the entire span of history from the first century through our time, including the days just ahead, leading up to the return of Jesus Christ in majesty And then even beyond that, remember key number three from the booklet that we're sending to you today. We must understand the purpose of the book of Revelation. Another vital key from the booklet that we need is key number one. Christ is the revelator. Whose revelation is this? Again, how did the very first verse of the book of Revelation begin? It said the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of Bibles out there title this book, The Revelation of St. John the Divine, or The Apocalypse of St. John. But friends, that's not correct. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And if we have questions as to the meaning of any part of this book, Jesus Christ should be our source for answering those questions. As Revelation 19.10 says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. But wouldn't it be wonderful then if we could just ask Jesus Christ directly to explain the details of the end times and the events preceding his return in plain language so that we could understand the more symbolic language that he inspires in the book of Revelation. In fact, we can do the next best thing. We can read what he said when someone else asked him. In three places in Scripture, we have Christ giving the details of end-time prophecy in very plain language. Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. In these places, the end-time events that Christ describes symbolically in the book of Revelation are described not symbolically, but plainly and clearly. Let's take a look at one of these instances in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you, 
For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Note here that Christ lists some things to watch for. In order, he mentioned massive religious deception in Christ's name or religious leaders using the name of Christ falsely. He mentioned great international conflict and war. And he mentioned famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. Unlike in the book of Revelation where Christ speaks in symbols, here the very same Jesus Christ speaks plainly. So with these things understood, we're ready to look at the infamous four horsemen of Revelation. But first, let me take a break to offer you one of the most powerful booklets we have ever offered here on the Tomorrow's World program. Revelation, the mystery unveiled. There is so much more in the prophetic book of Revelation than just the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Our absolutely free booklet makes these prophecies plain. In the center of the booklet, we even have a clear and easy to follow chart that will lay out for you the timeline of events pictured by this unique book of the Bible. Now, some of you out there have already paid good money for books on prophecy by modern preachers, which frankly are full of a lot of ideas based on men and political guesswork. This book, on the other hand, is absolutely free. And unlike those books, this one will give you the biblical interpretation of prophecy, not some preacher's best guess. The booklet is already paid for. We just want you to have it. Call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. In the first part of today's program, we laid some groundwork to allow us to tackle our topic, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Who are they and what do they symbolize? Turn in your Bible, if you have one, to Revelation chapter 6. In this passage, Jesus Christ in heaven begins to open a scroll that is sealed with seven seals. Now, anciently, seals of wax or clay were used by kings and monarchs to ensure that their writings were read only by someone authorized to do so. Well, in Revelation chapter 6, Jesus Christ is the only one found in all of heaven or earth who is worthy enough to break the seals that God has placed on the prophetic scroll so that their contents can be made known to us. Again, Jesus Christ is the revelator. Of the seven seals, it is seals one through four 
that reveal the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We can begin now in Revelation chapter 6. In verse 1, we read, Now when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. Here is a vision of a white horse whose rider is wearing a crown and holding a bow intent on conquering. Now, some have believed that this rider is symbolic of Jesus Christ himself. But my friends, it is not. Now, one reason some may have concluded this is that Jesus Christ is described in a later Bible passage in Revelation chapter 19. Let's look there beginning in verse 11. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now that this writer in Revelation 19 is Jesus Christ should be obvious. But is this the same writer as the first horseman in Revelation 6? The one with the white horse, the crown, and the bow. There are similarities to be sure, but are they the same? In fact, they are not. Remember, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Recall that in Matthew 24, Christ warned first of all, about religious deception performed in his name. Churches and teachers claiming to represent Jesus Christ and using his name, but who do not represent the true Jesus Christ. This horseman is merely a deceptive counterfeit of the true Christ. Now, they seem to be similar at first, but then you begin to notice subtle differences. Christ has a sword, but this rider has a bow. This writer wears one crown, but Christ wears many, declaring him not only king, but king of kings. But is it even possible to use Christ's name, but to represent false teachings? Absolutely. Jesus Christ warns in numerous places of those who would call him Lord, Lord, but who do not actually do the things he says. In particular, Christ speaks of a future false prophet a man the Apostle Paul calls the man of sin and the lawless one, and whom the Apostle John calls the Antichrist. Did you know this counterfeit Christianity has been vigorously at work since the first century and is powerfully present around us today? But it will reach a life-or-death climactic point in the days just ahead with the appearance of this great false prophet symbolized by the first horseman. Well, let's move on to the second horseman described in Revelation chapter 6, beginning in verse 3. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. 
Again, we can appeal to the plain and clear words of Jesus Christ in Matthew 24 and elsewhere to interpret this symbol for us. As we saw there, after the rising of a false Christianity comes great international conflict and war. The arrival of the second horseman indicates a time of warfare and destruction such as the earth has never seen before. Picture in your mind the terrible conflict this world has seen, war upon war, countless graves and untold death and suffering. Man has never been so inventive as when he has applied himself to the destruction of his fellow man. From the horror of nuclear weapons to today's threat of dirty bombs, chemical and biological warfare, the ability of a small number of people to kill hundreds of millions has never been so terrifyingly real as it is today. Jesus Christ says in Matthew 24, verse 22, that the days ahead will be so dangerous and destructive that unless God intervenes and Christ returns, no flesh on earth would be saved alive, none at all. This second horseman represents a time when the potential begins to become the reality, including the rise of a military power on the earth such as the world has never seen before, a power and a leader often referred to as the beast of revelation. This terrifying beast, the destruction his presence will bring about and the devastation that he will cause are discussed in more detail in our free booklet. But the tale of the horseman does not end here. After global religious deception in Christ's name and global warfare and destruction comes the third and fourth horseman. Let's turn again to Revelation in chapter 6. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. As before, we see here that these two horses line up perfectly with Christ's plain description of end-time events in the Gospels. In Matthew 24, Jesus tells us that after religious deception and unprecedented warfare, famine and pestilence or disease are to follow. These are what Christ pictures by the third and fourth horsemen. The third horseman, riding a black horse, pictures famine. Holding a pair of scales in his hand, he announces that a quart of wheat costs a denarius, which, what is that? In the first century, a denarius was a full day's wages spent for the purchase of a bit of grain. What we have pictured here is the scourge of famine sweeping the world when even the most basic of foodstuffs, grain and barley, are rare and precious. Virtually all of us have seen gut-wrenching scenes of suffering around the world where there are too many people and too little food, where children and their parents wake up not knowing if there'd be any food to be found for them that day. Christ reveals a coming time when the entire world sees famine as it has never seen before. And then comes the fourth horseman riding this pale horse. 
Now, the horse is pale because his rider represents disease and terrifying illness. In a world ravaged by the previous three horsemen with the mounting dead from nuclear exchanges and the cruelty of global warfare, as well as the scourge of famine in a starving world robbed of any resources that are really needed to sustain life, let alone civilization, disease is going to run rampant. Even in our world today, diseases long thought gone like tuberculosis and malaria are staging a comeback, but in new medicine resistant forms. Christ tells us through the message of the fourth horseman that a time is coming when diseases and plagues will expand around the world. The four horsemen will bring death to over one-fourth of all humanity. The picture of the times just ahead revealed to us by Jesus Christ through the iconic images of the four horsemen is a grim one. But what can you and your family do about it? Is there anything that can be done about it? Before we discuss that, let me take another opportunity to remind you of the booklet that we're sending to viewers today absolutely free, Revelation, The Mystery Unveiled. In this free booklet, you will find not only the four horsemen, but the entire book of Revelation laid out for your study and understanding in a way you have never seen before. One of our viewers in Atlanta, Georgia, said in a letter to us, I am writing to you concerning the booklet Revelation, The Mystery Unveiled. I love the way the booklet brought out the words of the Bible. And another viewer from Nebraska writes, I would like you to know how grateful my family and I are for the magazines and booklets you've sent us. I had never understood the book of Revelation until I read your booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. I cannot thank you enough for all the biblical truths I'm learning through your magazines and booklets. Contact us today to get your free copy of this amazing book that has already helped thousands of people just like you. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World. P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. You know, friends, there has always been famine and disease in the world. The world has known warfare for most of its existence, and religious deception has always been with us, even in Christ's name over the last 2,000 years. But the time is coming when these conditions will climax in scope and in power and in a way almost impossible to imagine today. The first four seals will be opened. The cumulative horror of the four horsemen will be unleashed. And the human race will have seen nothing like these things before since the very beginning of mankind. Yet Jesus Christ tells us that he will provide a way of escape from these things to some here on earth today. Protection for those who are faithful to him and walking with him. 
Again, Christ says that we and our families can escape the horrors of the times ahead. In Luke 21, in verse 36, he commands us to watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Yes, we can escape these things. In fact, for those who are walking with their Savior, not just listening to his words, but living them and striving to obey them, then the times coming are actually signs of hope. For he says in verse 28 of the same chapter, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. We must remember that there are actually five horsemen in the book of Revelation. We already read of the glorious fifth horseman earlier in our program in Revelation 19. And that fifth horseman is Jesus Christ. He will bring to this devastated earth the wonderful kingdom of God when he will rule the world alongside his saints for the benefit of mankind for a thousand years. Gone will be the religious deception of the first horseman. For Isaiah eleven nine says, The earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Gone will be the wars of the rider of the second horse. For Isaiah 2, 4 and Micah 4, 3 say that the people of the world shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Gone will be the famine of the black horse and its rider, for the world will be rich with food and abundance. And gone too will be the fourth horseman and his sickly horse. For we are promised by God in Isaiah 35, verses 5 through 6, that during that glorious reign of Jesus Christ, the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. I hope that you will watch as the living Christ commands. I hope that you will pray that God may so work in your life, turning you, if need be, from vain and false worship to the living God and His ways, that you may be counted worthy to escape the destruction that is coming to this world. And I hope that you will seek with all of your heart that fifth horseman to be a part of His church, His work, His faith, and His way of life that you may be a part of that glorious reign of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God when these four horses are finally put out to pasture. Please don't forget to order our free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled, and come to understand the awesome prophecies of Jesus Christ. And please tune in next week as my fellow presenters and I here at Tomorrow's World will endeavor to continue teaching you the powerful truth of God's Word and the life-changing hope of His coming kingdom. You won't want to miss it. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is one 800 718 4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. 
preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.